1: Hi! Hi. Welcome to the Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with... Danielle! I'm back! From Brandsburg Bravo! Yay! She's back! And hopefully we're back. Um, Yes! (laughs) I want to apologize to Philly Diva. I am absolutely in love with her. I have a girl crush, a best friendship brewing. Um, I loved, loved, loved talking to her, but I ruined the audio. I got a, myself a microphone and I made things worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we now both have microphones. So hopefully this is good. Um, if it's not, just let us know. Don't don't be mean in a, in a review about it. We're working on it. We're just two gals trying to make it work. And by yeah. two gals, I mean Sue, because I don't know what I'm doing with any of this. And she does all of it and she's amazing and I love her. And thank you for continuing two podcasts while, you know, I birthed a human. <laughs> Tell us about your human. I did it. I had a baby somehow. Um, she's great. She's doing all the things. I was five minutes late because of a poop Um It wasn't that bad, but I didn't want to be like, Derek, you have to watch that baby and here's a good poopy diaper while, while you yeah. do it as well. So I figured I would do it beforehand, Clean but up the yeah. I'd say it's been better than I thought newborn stage was gonna be. That's good. Um, I don't like calling babies good babies or bad babies. She's just like a pretty chill baby. Like you yeah. can figure out pretty like she's not colicky. You can figure out what she needs decently easily. We're already up to sleep in four hour windows, so you know I don't want to jinx myself. I'm scared every day for sleep regression and <laughs> for everything to change. So I just hope it keeps going
1: (laughs) that's great you look amazing like you're thank you you look phenomenal like if you
0: birth a nine pound baby you lose a third of your weight instantly so
1: (laughs) (laughs) but no like your skin your like complexion you just look very like fresh
0: thank you yeah we've been trying real hard to get out of the house we've we had both sets of grandparents come down and we went on two date nights already which was very nice that's very nice um and when you don't breastfeed, you can sleep more. So um, Derek does the nine to 1 a.m. shift and then I do the late shift. So I'm definitely getting some sleep. It's not, you know, as bad yeah. as I thought it would be. But yeah, but there's so much to talk about. I know. The, what, one thing I want to talk about before we even talk about old Roni is I have been dying to talk about new Roni with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like a quick little, I have, it's four episodes. I just actually finished the most recent one. First episode, I was not. I was like, Ugh, mm-hmm. I was confused. The drama of it wasn't into it. Two, three, and four. I each week I'm like, I love every woman on the show. Yeah, I don't know if that's just me, but I'm so into it.
1: Um I know and I follow you and I'm always just like oh, I'm voting on this poll not what you want. <laughs> um let me put it this way. I it's like I am a Caroline man. Like no, like it's like I hate you and then maybe I love you. <laughs> like <it's> just like <laughs> I feel like it like takes me a minute to like warm up to everything and I'm always kind of I wouldn't say like I automatically hate something, but I was just like Especially doing this rewatch, I was like, the first episode is going to be tough. The first season is tough. And so I felt like the first episode was a first episode. I feel like episode four really hit a stride where I was like, okay, these people enjoy being around each other. Yes. Yes. I don't love all the women. I don't hate them. I think the thing that's been very tough on me about starting New York is that I also started Durban. And oh, okay, the that's real one of the international Wives franchises of Durban. Right? Yes. Okay. It's on Peacock and it is so good. <laughs> like the women fight so civilly. They're so kind. They actually genuinely do fun things together. Like they like laugh genuinely and are like they forge these amazing bonds (laughs) Uh and it's been everything I wanted from Housewives and so I feel like I did myself a disservice because watching two of them
0: simultaneously
1: I'm just like oh like New York you can't (laughs) it is
0: hard when you have I mean that's what it was like almost watching you know Vanderpump Rules at the same time as anything else because it was just so good for me, almost with the new New York, I don't yeah. even think of it like I'm not even comparing it to the old New York. I'm just looking at it as a new Housewife franchise that happens to take place in the same city as old Roni. I, like I, I don't even think of it as a comparison I'm anymore. Like, it's day one. Yeah, it's, it's just it's this is one. In this is a new Housewives. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. No, I don't think, I don't think we're supposed to co- compare them. And like, I think they did a great job by putting Crappy Lake with it. I thought that was very smart. It's made mm-hmm. me feel better because just when you're like, oh, if you're like trying to be like comparing it, you're like, oh, I miss the crazy, drunken, stupid chaos. Then you're like, oh, there's Sonya and
0: Luann. Yeah. Good. I have not watched Crappy Lake yet, but I've heard it's like a very fun watch. So I definitely, oh. definitely will watch it. I understand yeah, I say... why,
1: because rearing a human is a whole job but like, you gotta make the time. They're half hour. They're so palatable.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, I feel like I've been trying to keep up with Roni and um, uh, Blow Deck Down Under, like easy things to watch. And then obviously yeah. today I, I got these two in. Um, yeah, I watch either during nap time when I can, or mm-hmm. if I am fast enough, I like set up my laptop to watch while we eat and uh luckily Derek on leave these next three weeks oh, that's gonna so be nice. I'm gonna have some more time um because we have two people now and lord is it much easier when there's two of you <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is for man. sure yeah. um yeah it's yeah I'm glad he's got some leave now so I'm that's so why we're here guys, not that so. I mean he takes over like, at night I'm, anyway, like, I'm but, just like smiling um, stupidly at
1: you I'm just so happy that you have this amazing healthy baby
0: and yeah, she was eight pounds 12 ounces and my oh wait we should actually tell did you tell them i think you said you talked about that that you accidentally (laughs) thought i had a 12 pound baby (laughs) yeah i'm an idiot no it's not and her name is uh jordan ellis that's her name little jordy um named after derek's grandpa and my grandma for first and middle name I love and i'm trying to think what else Birth. I love the nickname Jordy, by the way. That is yeah, nickname super Jordy fun. or baby J as everyone in the family calls her, or Jord, J, uh, lots of nicknames there. She could be JD as well. So, we so we got cool. lots that we that we call her. And I pushed her out in forty three minutes, and that is probably one of my greatest accomplishments in life. That they told me it was going to be three hours, and I said, "Not today, Mother effers. <laughs> no way actually my two funny stories that they said it was gonna be a few hours like oh it's your first baby don't expect this to go quickly and i was like absolutely not will yeah. i do this for three hours i did have an epidural thank god love mm-hmm. you drugs and <laughs> shout, out <then> drugs. I, <laughs> shout out drugs shout out drugs then i was induced um and then um what was the other thing oh we had, like, music playing Mm -hmm. and I don't know if anyone knows what Big Booty Mix is. (laughs) But we had, like, I had, like, Jason Mraz, John Mayer, like, we had slow tunes and then they're like, okay, it's pushing time and I was like, Derek, you have to change this music immediately, like, I need Pump It Up Jams Mm -hmm. and I forgot to make, like, a playlist entitled, like, Baby Pushing Music or whatever. (laughs) So for some reason, the first thing that came to mind is this, it's, it's like, um, you should listen to it on Spotify. They're amazing. They're called Big Booty Mix. They're like an hour and a half long, and they're like mashups, like 30 seconds into another song. Oh, so wow. I just yelled at him. I'm like, that. play Big Booty Mix. And like all the doctors are like, what did you just ask to play? <laughs> and I was like, we got to do it. And so Derek found there's like all these different mixes. So since it was 2023, he played Big Booty Mix 23. Um, and I'll always remember that's, I don't know where my brain went, that that is what I felt the need in the moment to yell at. I just knew I was like, he's not going to find a good playlist on my Spotify. Like I screwed up. So yeah, that is amazing.
1: What songs are on big booty mix 23?
0: I don't know. I think I forgot to like, I should re-listen to it and like find the exact moment. Like what song did she come out to? Maybe you shouldn't listen to it. No, you know, what was actually traumatic was, um, I I had one high blood pressure reading when I was in the hospital. Um, So they had me go to an appointment like six days after we got home. mm -hmm. And the doctor who delivered, like I don't know who she is, like I'd never met her. Mm -hmm. And I go to this appointment and in walks in the doctor who did the delivery. And I'm just, like, so taken aback. Like, I remember her face very distinctly. Yeah. And it was, like, so tr- She's just like, how you doing? You had the ba-? I'm like, oh, my god. You fucking delivered this baby. Like, this is so <laughs> weird. Now we're having a conversation. I'm just, like, sitting here. Like, what was a normal Friday? And Maybe she delivered, like, six other babies after. Yeah. It was like this insane moment so that was actually that was weird that was that that was like I texted Derek when I was there I was like oh my god the like and he knew exactly like who it was too so yeah that was that that was weird
1: I feel like in tv they lead us to believe that like your OBGYN will deliver your baby. Like, you know the doctor. Yes. Like, they're always like, I can't, that's not my doctor. And it's like- Maybe
0: rich people, but I was in like a, a group <laughs> where there's like seven doctors and it just depends who's on calls, who's going to do it. And I actually like never met with the doctor. I always met with um, the- Nurse uh,
1: practitioner? Yeah, like yeah. Or like the physician's assistant?
0: Yeah, like that's who I always met with. Not even an actual OBGYN. gyn Mm-hmm so yeah it was funny my sister had asked me that she was like do you know who's like is your doctor gonna be there delivering i was like doctor i don't know who's gonna be there <laughs> there was some 22 year old uh, resident named connor in the room that i remember <laughs> won't forget that oh wow
1: that's really awkward how did connor oh, yeah. take
0: it <laughs> uh he was fine he actually had to hold my leg for like the first two pushes because it, that's, a, I feel bad, I don't wanna like take this whole thing and not, we had a whole thing with Derek trying to find his mom to get an egg sandwich and then it was time to push and he almost
1: missed it, it was fine. That's such a New York thing to say, like we needed an yeah.
0: egg sandwich. He needed his bacon egg, no, he, we woke up, the cafeteria was closed, he called his mom and asked him to bring him food, she took like an hour to get there, by the time she got there, it was like pushing time, he's like running through the first floor of the hospital trying to find her, he can't find her, he gives up, He comes back up. I'm screaming at him to eat a granola bar, because they told me this is going to be hours, and by now it's 12 o'clock, and he hasn't eaten anything. And I'm like, you can't be the husband that passes out. Like, that (laughs) was not acceptable. So he, like, shoved a granola bar, and then we got to go. I credit my IBS uh, acupuncture and raspberry tea leaf for the ability to have a quick pushing time,
1: because I know exactly what you mean by the IBS. And I don't even have to like, yeah. I'm just like, yep, that, It's not that. my first time pushing
0: something out that's all
1: <laughs> I think I will of that often, that. where I'm just like, oh man, I could totally take
0: a kid after this one. Oh, <laughs> definitely. If you have IBS, you'll be great at labor that, that for sure. You have, is not your first rodeo. That's oh all, God, all I'll say, but yeah.
1: Hilarious.
0: Anyway, so good. We talked about New York. And
1: then also, I should say that we were—I was gonna try and re-record last week, and I called up my great friend Katie Regal, and she was gonna help me, and then I got COVID at Beyonce. My gosh! (laughs) So Beyonce gave me COVID. It's the best COVID story ever. It made me feel better the whole time. Yeah. Um, totally worth it. Uh, Also, medicine. Thanks God. Drugs again. Thank you, drugs. That's that's the name of the podcast. Thank you drugs. Oh god. No, I don't <laughs> think we can do that.
0: <laughs> well, so I watched episode 7 just to like do a mini recap, you know, the ladies they're flying to Morocco.
1: 7 is such a non episode. It's like yeah, the first re- 30 minutes is just like
0: we're on a plane. Here's our beautiful hotel. Mm-hmm. That's it. Basically. Um I will say though I noticed that They were wearing jeans on the plane, and I just can't comprehend. Jeans on, like, what, a 12-hour flight, probably? Did they change at some point? Then they were showing them in jeans in the cab going to the hotel?
1: Yeah, I've made that mistake. I've (gasps) done that for work, and, like, my coworker was like, what is wrong with you?
0: Oh, no, serial killer trade. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> oh no, I've never made the mistake again. But I was like, oh, these are kind of loose fitting. It'll be totally fine. And like, oh my gosh, because I had to get off a plane and work. You know, like most of the time I travel, I'm doing it to go cover an event. For I go Central into Media. the bathroom
0: at the airport and change
1: when I I've had have to, to travel that. for work. I was so uncomfortable and i had to like run around the whole day and i was like this is the worst decision i've ever made
0: (laughs) i also judge shorts or crop top on an airplane Mm. because i don't want any part of my physical body touching the The chair
1: yeah that's the thing i've also learned that you can't wear like any dress that doesn't like go all the way down a dress are you crazy oh i wear like a a maxi dress is like especially right. when i'm going to like warmer climates it's
0: easier no i have specific pants that i always wear at the airport too because they have good pockets oh, for my yeah. phone a specific like sweatshirt i'm very superstitious so i basically wear the same like airport like i don't do an airport <laughs> fit it is the same like sweatshirt and sweatpants but yeah that was like the most significant thing i noticed in that episode um, um no. oh the other thing that in happened in the episode is so it was like Lou Kelly who was it Cindy and Jill fly together and then yes. Ramona, Alex, Sonia fly together? Yes. And the whole thing of Ramona and Sonia wanting to go for a car ride?
1: Okay, so they arrive and you know, they're like Alex is done. Alex is like I'm going to go pass out. And Ramona and Sonia are just like, oh, we we like to take a car to relax. We love a drive after a fucking, like, 10-hour flight. And, like, Luann's like, no, you don't. Like, why are you lying? And they left to go to a fancy hotel and have drinks and try and get a salon. But, like, the thing that drove me nuts, and when I was talking to Philly Diva about this episode, she brought it up, too, is just, like, why... Like, Luann would have brought you an amazing hair and makeup person if you had asked Mm -hmm. like the place that they were staying is the kind of place where if you ask them to bring something in they will and like you're an idiot to go into town when you have it all there and like i do think that lou is a little right that they were going to go flirt
0: oh for sure and the whole thing was just I was like where's the footage of this? They just like mm-hmm. really let the two of them go off without a producer and a cameraman. Like there had to be something interesting that happened. Yeah.
1: Well, they probably showed up at a place that they hadn't planned on filming.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I felt like the beginning felt very disorganized. It was like I forgot Alex was even there cuz I think she was napping. She slept. You know, that, the two like, of them went off episode. and it was just kind of the the four ladies. Um I will say there was a funny conversation with they were talking about porn. And Jill made some comment about a pay-per-view for porn. And I just was like, I like when she drops those little tidbits of you're like, you're more interesting than you let on sometimes.
1: Oh, for sure. She was just like, you've never seen a porno tape? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you know? Kelly kept
0: talking about wanting to
1: see, was it Kelly or Cindy? Kelly was the one that like, because okay. Kelly's always acting like I've never seen a vagina. I've never, I don't know what sex is. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: And then I'm the other thing classic Ramona she wants everyone to unpack her clothes which Luann is like disgusted that she would have such a request and then they're fighting about hangers like it was just like classic every trip that oh, Ramona's ever fight been on. Oh is
1: completely unhinged this is where we see Cindy really just not be able to function normally around Ramona and Sonia I like I mean she I must get it they're pure girls. chaos but like she takes it so personally for someone her age. And like I I know that's disparaging in a way, but I'm kind of like at this point, Cindy, in life, like these women are crazy chaotic. So you go to your closet and you think you have less hangers. There's really no proof that they took the hangers. Maybe the women who helped Ramona took the hangers from Cindy's room. Mm-hmm. But but Cindy, like, thinks it's just an all-out mean girl attack, and they're, like, going through her things. And she goes back to the, the, the like, they're all having lunch, like, Luann and Jill, and Cindy comes back down after seeing Ramona and Sonia, and is just, like, they've, like, stolen everything. She, like, is super hyperbolic, and Lou's like let me go fix this and then <laughs> when she finds out she's like wait a minute what she still has hangers like she oh and Lou also comes with like a hysterical amount of hangers in her arms that are just all over the place not organized just like a pile of hangers and Ramona and Sonia are like we don't even know where Cindy's room is <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i highly doubt they were the ones especially if there'd be footage of them again probably they probably would have done like some yeah. you know rewind to that moment um but yeah it's just the start of of cindy and then really it ends with how weird that brad happened to be in morocco he said he was at his house but he was really like renting a room at a b and i was like there's no way this isn't set up that this is like one of jill's good friends still at the time she had to have not like It was pre-planned, I imagine, that they were going to this party. Um, To some extent.
1: Yes, and I think that Brad was definitely pre-planned, but I think it was a Jill production.
0: Agree, yeah, because there's no way, like, all the people who were at Brad's thing all of a sudden are like, yeah, sure, I'm cool with being on TV without... Oh, yeah. With a five-hour warning, you know, so... There's also... That was interesting. The
1: fact that Brad says that it's... His place, and mm-hmm. it's a bed and breakfast. And Jill yeah. finds out because she kept wanting to have a tour of the house, and she was told that people were sleeping. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Uh, then I guess, oh, you know what? Actually, I skipped over that was mm-hmm. probably the most my favorite part. Slash, like, wow, I can't believe Kelly's actually saying something intelligent. Kelly is there all at this lunch where they're talking about the porn. And Kelly is discussing how, basically, she doesn't buy any of Sonya's lifestyle and calls her townhouse out for being a mess and says she can't maintain the house. And Lou is defending Sonya. But I'm like, Kelly, this is the most, like, uh, intuitive thing you've ever said of, like, maybe is not who Sonya's portraying to be. Yeah. They sorry. Th- yeah. they all kind of, like, poo-poo it away. And I think it's a way to protect Sonya. But- uh, Kelly seemed to, to
1: know what's up. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Well, they're protecting Sonia. We know that Ramona yeah. and Lou know the real truth of what's going on with Sonia's financials. And nobody else may know, or they're just trying to keep it a secret as much as possible. Um, sorry, also while you were saying that, I picked up Tina Turner by her harness, but I... By mistake, got some of her hair, and she just let out like a guinea pig esque squeak. So I hope that that didn't come on air because it was so sad. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it, so I don't know. <laughs> Whoa, there was some serious lightning just then. We're also in the middle of a tornado watch right now in Philly while we record this. Listen, we had to take
0: we had to take the time when we could get the time, you know. <laughs> had to had to do it, uh, and then really just the end with the the craziest thing was the end of the episode with the fortune teller and what the fortune teller says to ramona so i can't believe we always talk about like foreshadowing that you know you look back on obviously the stuff with kyle and mauricio and then everyone goes back to season one i think um kim zolciak's fortune teller predicted like the correct amount of kids and all of that yes um but i don't ever remember anyone talking about this one so this is a very like profound kind of moment
1: I'm like, why do we not talk about this one? I don't remember this one at all. Um, And it's a woman telling Ramona in French, but she doesn't know French. So Kelly is the one that was going to translate. And the fortune teller tells kelly and kelly just is like i can't tell her this and runs away and lou is like i'll tell her <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like oh you're when you're with your husband he's thinking of someone else
0: the way ramona reacts to it is so telling
1: that mm-hmm. I, there
0: are issues with her and mario at this time and she's not letting on yeah because it's some serious she- denial Yeah, also, did so. This is basically the start of episode nine. Yeah, we're going right into it, so it it flows right into it. And do we know Kelly speaks French also? No,
1: and I was really surprised because she seems to speak it more fluent than Luann, and Luann's always trying to speak French. So I thought that was really interesting,
0: but yeah, so then Ro is saying, I have the best marriage to Mario then she's talking to Sonia and she says some harsh mean things to Sonia that I can't believe Sonia has no reaction to in this moment
1: wait you're you're skipping like more of the um are you talking about after the the psychic or during the
0: psychic after the psychic they have a conversation what, what also, else happened there? like
1: Ramona like they're like he thinks of another woman, and Ramon is like, oh, my daughter. Oh, And right. they're like, no, not your daughter. And then they also, there was something else that she said, that it was just like, she's trying to explain it away, and Kelly is trying to explain it word for word, and Lou is being very hyperbolic. Like, not hyperbolic, yes. but she's being way more harsh about it and like Kelly's trying to translate directly to be to give like the fortune telling and that's what Kelly's telling us she's like this is a prediction of the future like it's subjective like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do a direct translation and Lou is just like your husband's like with another woman (laughs) that's what it means
0: (laughs) crazy crazy so then it was after that right that they started talking that's
1: the thing like Ramona gets kind of Berated, like, no, no, no! It can't be! It can't be! It can't be! And everyone's just like, like Lou is just like, it is, it is, it is. And Ramona even goes to one of the guests and talks shit about Lou about how Lou apparently has tried to say that her husband's hot before. Yes. And so Ramona's obviously ass trapped and then she has this
0: conversation with Sonia, and mm-hmm. I think and all she that is says really... to Sonia, she goes. I married a guy my age, your husband was 70, you didn't marry for love. And Sonya's like, I didn't need his money. Now, who knows the truth or not on that, mm-hmm. but I do but believe she, Sonya really loved him.
1: Yeah, that was the thing. She said, I married for love. Like, she and she keeps saying, I lost my husband, which is so sad. It's really, this is the first time we see Sonya, like, really
0: lose it about her divorce. Yeah.
1: The first of many
0: yeah eight seasons later still talking about it but yeah it was just Ro was so harsh in this conversation and I think Sonya was so wrapped up in her own shit and drunk she just didn't didn't realize it no and like
1: Sonia has a tough time with what Ramona's telling her too she's like she gets very emotional And Jill basically comes over and is like, no more crying.
0: And like, Sonya's like, all right, let's go dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did love them dancing to the uh, Moroccan uh, band that was there, though, that was a pretty funny scene. And and obviously the iconic Jill with the snake on her head, which I could not believe she did that.
1: Yeah, there was a crazy snake charmer. And they, uh, like Jill- I think that was in the previous episode, actually. Yeah, but either way, that was wild. Like the snake has like weird venom jizz coming out of its mouth. It's it's very weird. And like a man puts the snake in his mouth. I shouldn't say it's weird. It's a different cultural. Well, no, it's a snake. But like that was the snake was being weird.
0: Guys. I'm petrified of snakes, so I I literally fast forwarded through that scene. Oh, I'm
1: not. You know, I I house sit my friend's snakes. So yep,
0: I remember you telling me, and snakes just freak. Uh, ugh. Not, okay. not a fad. Um, so we get to the next day after this party, and my God, Cindy is just the worst. <laughs> she, this is this
1: episode should just be called "Cindy is ridiculous."
0: Yeah. So Sonia and Lou go to get into the car, and Lou goes, oh, "I'm going to run to the bathroom before I get into the car." So she leaves. No, and she and goes,
1: "Save my seat."
0: Yes, she says, "Save my seat." And she puts a purse down. So Cindy then comes up to the car, and she tries to sit there, and Tony's so like, oh, Luann's sitting there. And Cindy's just, like, yeah. freaks out. She calls it high school. I'm like, you're the one in high school mm-hmm. having a reaction like this. Yep. She is very, as the kids say,
1: triggered. Uh, she, She just, and she makes a big deal, and she's like, I'm leaving the van. And then Jill leaves the van, and, like, Alex is just sitting there, like, what the fuck was that what was that because she also doesn't know totally that sonia and cindy have this beef you know she was sleeping through hangar gate you know so she's just like why is this weirdness happening Mm -hmm. and cindy cannot let it go
0: like then she brings it up with her in the market and she brings it up again and she says this is about pecking order and then she says her do you want your daughter to act this way? Which we all know, bringing up children yeah was never the way to go. No,
1: it was it was just a bad look, and she just came off really crazy, to the point where Kelly is the one that's like, hey, you want one thing, she wants another thing, let's just try and, like, agree to disagree and have a nice day. Like, yep. <laughs> she just wanted I, like, to be at the souk, because apparently all of her, like, a lot of modeling like scenes are set in that area so she's always like you always hear them when you're in modeling fashion that like it's like the soup it's like the soup she's like i really wanted to be there
0: yeah uh and then we, i literally forgot alex was on this trip but we had a great little interview like moment from her when she says maybe cindy's stuff in business but a basket case with her friends i loved that
1: i wrote that one down
0: too i that thought was that was so, so good
1: funny yeah, she definitely she, Cindy just really looks bad, but then just the in thing case, is also by
0: the way, Ramona's a horror, but she's entertaining. Yeah. Cindy's just frustrating and annoying. To, like I'm not entertained by her.
1: Cindy doesn't give us any joy. Yes. That's the thing. Like Ramona has great joy in things. She loves her pinot. She loves her blue. <laughs> she loves, like, she gets happy about things. So far, we have seen Cindy never really enjoy any moment on mm-hmm. this show. There's never been a moment where I'm like, wow, Cindy seems really happy. Cindy seems yeah. to be having fun. No. And like, Cindy seems like she's going to the dentist this entire season (laughs) and we see her at the dentist and she's the same so that's why i feel that way yeah (laughs) but um then we get the iconic camel ride
0: yes i can i tell you a funny thing so as i'm watching this episode derek came over and was sitting next to me and it was as the cat and i was telling him i'm like you gotta watch this because this is like one of the most iconic like new york house i've seen and the two of us are racking up at what happened to Luann like even him who doesn't really watch New York like he vaguely knows who they are this scene is just to watch it in its entirety because I always just think of the meme yep but to see it in its entirety is just wild and yeah they they go on the camels in the desert I have to say this
1: scene makes me really impressed by Luann yes Because, like you said, they're on the camels, Sonia won't go, she's like, I just fell off a horse with Kelly, I can't do this, so, and, like, Lou's just like, everyone should ride a camel, and then her camel is just like, not you, bitch, (laughs) and just bucks her off, and she holds on, yeah, yeah, yeah she is really, and like even, she ends up getting off the, the camel, and it's just like we could describe it for days, but it's just not as funny as seeing it. You really have to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, but um, then she gets on another camel, yeah. which is very impressive. But I'm also impressed that she got on another camel but the one that she had was going crazy. She was like, she described it as being epileptic and I don't know if that was medically correct but it did seem like it was moving around quite erratically.
0: Yeah, so I went to Israel, and I rode a camel in the desert. And I also am someone, you know, I'm a horse girl. Mm-hmm. And um, this, we did two people on a camel. So my friend Dan was on the camel with me. And of the whole group of 30, I was the, I'm not so shocked that Kelly was the most comfortable. I They tell you to hold on with two hands. I'm, tra- I'm snapping photos of everything. They had to yell at me. But it is <laughs> quite different from a horse, like way bigger. Yeah. My friend Dan literally was holding on for dear life behind me, and the craziest is when the camel stands up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because the back legs, like I was in the front of the camel, so like his back legs went up and then the front, and it, you're like Dan, my friend Dan is like up high, I'm down low, like it was it was quite Whoa. an experience um, riding riding in Israel, but um, I was very impressed that they all did it because it is their camels are huge. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I wouldn't get on it. I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it? No. I'm very much like, where's my helmet? Like, I would, no. I'm good. That's how
0: I feel. I'm like, I could imagine what it would feel like. And that's good. You'd maybe do it, like, in the desert, in, like, a foreign country. Like, don't do it at, you know, a zoo or something like that in America. I would almost do
1: it maybe more at a zoo. Really? Americans are so afraid to get it sued. (laughs) They are so afraid. So true, true. I, well, then I they take the camels safer. to
0: um, this like amazing tent for dinner. Yeah,
1: and and Jill's like, "You really outdid yourself, Luann." Like, Lou put it up in there, and
0: everything. Can I tell you, my favorite is Jill with her like camera taking photos of everything. That was the funniest. She was so it's happy. so
1: cute. She was so happy that Sonia wasn't going on the camel, so she could take pictures. and then she also lectures them at the souk about the um, the way to dress and she's wearing a fanny pack and she's bragging about it and I thought how funny it is in 2023 to see this because back then no one
0: would be caught dead in a fanny pack yeah but is she wearing the fanny pack like a fanny pack or cross body like a fanny pack yeah that's you don't see many wear it like a fanny pack now
1: I feel like kids still do. I feel like people think it's cool.
0: I mean, I wore a fanny pack my whole time in Europe last year, but not on my waist. I wore it across my body. Mm-hmm.
1: No, people it's still a... wear it around their waist too.
0: Huh? I'm I'm all for it. It's a great function, especially when traveling. Keep I have like a iridescent
1: long... one that I really dig.
0: Uh huh. But uh, anyway. so the tent is amazing, and then they decide to go around and talk about facts that. Nobody oh. knows about them. Oof,
1: it is tough for Alex, man. Alex really tries to be vulnerable and she's like, "Well, nobody knows that like my father got early on Alzheimer's and died when I was 11," I think she said. Mhm. And I and like, luan is just like boring.
0: <laughs> but it is a little like that's not what they were looking for like that is a real debbie downer choice of interesting facts about you i
1: i get that but i also feel like i'm like if somebody wanted to open up about that and maybe it's because i'm an orphan but i'm like let them open up talk about it like she's trying to have a an origin story
0: yeah (laughs) also though i wonder they've known this woman now for four years no one knows that about her
1: yeah, I thought that was interesting. But then everybody's el- else's facts are kind of boring. Sonia's is
0: like, "I like yoga," and everyone's like, "Bitch."
1: Sonia's <laughs> was terrible.
0: Um, that she likes her alone time. Um, I, I did like Ramona's that Mario's mom lived with them for ten years. That was interesting. I want to know more about that. Yes, I agree. I forgot. About I, th- that I think one. it was just more that everyone picked some like lighthearted thing. And then it was just like Alex came in with this, and I feel like I think Alex kicked it off,
1: didn't she? Uh,
0: no, because I list like I have it in order. I think she was like the third or fourth one. Okay. So I think it it was just like a, a read the room. We're trying to have like a lighthearted like, I get her wanting to open up. I just don't know if it was the right moment to be received when they're just trying to like have a lighthearted time in the tent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I i feel for alex she's the would you choose kid. that as
0: an interesting fact about you
1: matters where i was in my life like <laughs> i feel like 15 year old sue absolutely yeah but that's <laughs> what i'm saying like
0: grown adult sue grown if adult if you were, sue i don't know if you were at a girls dinner and they're like tell me an interesting fact i don't think you'd be like here's how my parents do. like that would just be yeah. a more...
1: you're you're right you're right I it just, made me think
0: of the SNL skit. The wah, wah, <laughs> Debbie Downer. Yeah. yeah, I forgot the noise that with that. That's one of the best skits ever.
1: I've been rewatching old SNLs on uh, Peacock, and they cut out the musical performances and hot take. I love that. <laughs> oh, that would
0: be great. That's a fun thing to rewatch.
1: It is so quick and so easy. It is great, and I'm watching like ones from the early aughts and like the 90s. Oh, I'm having so much fun.
0: (laughs) You know what I've been rewatching, even though it's been so long that it doesn't feel like a rewatch, is Will and Grace. Oh, I rewatched that like pretty much annually. Oh my god, I forgot. I mean, I watched it when it was on TV Mm -hmm. and I just absolutely forgot how phenomenally funny it is from from the jump. It's season one.
1: It's really Karen and Jack and they're
0: phenomenal yeah yeah i mean again i watched it when it was on tv yeah and reruns but i haven't like ever watched it from like a season one through it's a good it's a it's a good 30 minute comedy to put on when i do feedings <laughs> let me know your hot
1: takes when she gets to leo <laughs> oh but i love to leo you do but i think as a older like person watching it i'm kind of like i i have a lot of Feedback for her on that uh, relationship
0: (laughs) The first time I ever I didn't know who Harry Connick Jr. was Uh, That was like the first time I ever was introduced To him as an actor so that's probably In my memory bank of why I loved him But I actually have no memory of what He was like on the show
1: I feel like he was on the Rosie O'Donnell show As a guest a lot and like that's how I Kind of or like Regis and Kathy Lee like that's how I knew him Yeah I feel like I remember his like Michael Buble esque voice because he was a singer <laughs> he before a... he was an actor
0: Yeah, 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 glorious voice uh, So That's about it at the dinner
1: Unless you've got anything else on it No, I didn't even write anything about the dinner Because yeah. afterwards there's the most iconic fight ever
0: Yeah, well, well First they go to the Turkish baths But that's it Oh
1: yeah, This is where Cindy also tries to be interesting And she's like, I'm in the hospitality business And this is good
0: it was like and i'm like this is a gazillion dollar turkish bath like place you own like a little storefront in like this is not comparable businesses
1: not at all and it was oh, just so funny but it's also like even her enjoying it doesn't seem like she's having fun
0: yes I agree um and then we also get to talk about uh Ramona having poop issues I guess Ramona and Sonia oh, are having yeah. some stomach issues which I think happens on like every single trip that they go on they just get ta- traveler's diarrhea sorry guys I know that
1: that's not a great word to hear on a podcast or whenever but yeah that's what it is and I won't
0: say it again <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about poop too much probably on this podcast
1: <laughs> big booty mix <laughs> sorry. yeah it's fine
0: it's fine um, so yeah, there's not much that happens at the Turkish bath. Basically, like, Ramona knows she needs to talk to Jill. Jill knows she needs to talk to Ramona. And then we cut to their scene of them talking, which, by the way, I wonder, where were the other women while this fight was going on?
1: I don't know. We don't really get that insight, but we just see them really going at it. And in some ways, I'm glad no one else is there because yeah. it it is something that is just between the two of them. It's, Ramona is just dumbfounded the whole time because Jill's thesis statement of this argument is, I can't believe you turned me away at Scary Island. I had a chance to be friends with Bethany. And Ramona's just dumbfounded being like, we're still talking about this? That was a year ago. You like forgave me. Like, what?
0: (laughs) I hate that I'm on Ramona's side, but I'm absolutely on Ramona's side. Yeah, I Not I only did it. the fight happen there, then they talked about it when they got home. They did an entire effing reunion, Yep. hashing it out. Here we are on episode nine. So she's probably like, we're two or three months into filming, and you are bringing this up? I, I'm totally on Ramona's side on this. I couldn't believe, I could barely watch this. It's really Because I hard. couldn't believe Jill was going back to that place.
1: And Jill's also going so hard on it. Like, Jill, you're not going to get an Emmy. Like, it's like, I can never be friends with you. Not after that. If you say that you'll do, you would do it again, I could never be friends. We can coexist, but never. And you're like, what? Like, you've, you, you guys aren't friends. <laughs> like, yeah. We've established this many times that you guys are basically colleagues and you run in the same circle.
0: Yeah, I love Ramona's like, you live down the street from Bethany. Why didn't you talk to her then? Yep. And you know what it was giving too? It was reminding me of the Lindsay and Danielle fight where like Danielle is so heated and Lindsay's just like kind of cold back because Ramona was like, I am not giving into this. I gave up like,
1: sleeping in the Hamptons like ha- like two episodes in this season. <laughs> like I can't with Summer House. Martha's Vineyard, best show on Bravo this year like best new show 10 out of 10 loved it I still have to watch that I will I promise you Classic this season I mean I followed along the like drama you know I'm a Bravo and Cocktails subscriber I'm a Cocktail Club member so I get all the gossip I get all of that stuff I couldn't care less I just (laughs) can't like you guys are in the Hamptons there's some of the coolest things to do Even this beautiful house, you could do all this stuff, and you just laid in bed and got annoyed at each other. Like, yeah, well, that's
0: basically the show forever. So,
1: but the show used to have fun parties. They didn't really party.
0: Like that was yeah. They had they had a lot of um issues with that with the house they rented and
1: yeah. And I think that was what made it really boring because like that's kind of the fun of it. Again, like I want to see you guys have. Fun
0: on my reality
1: show, summer <laughs> like, should
0: be fun, as yeah, they say. But yeah, basically, fun. in that fight, Lindsay was just like very, like, it was basically one side yelling and the other side not yelling back because they were so over and couldn't believe what this person was bringing up that so they're like, I'm not engaging with this. And unfortunately, Ramona was very right. She shouldn't engage with it. I also love, though, that, like,
1: this is what comes from another great meme from this episode which is Ramona falls Mm -hmm. on the bed and hysterically like cries and seeing it in context. Now I'm like the day that she had, they like, she had the runs. She is in a very hot place. She's exhausted. She's been traveling. She's been doing all this. And then she gets into a fight from something that happened a year ago that she's been really clear throughout the entire year she won't apologize for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she, Jill basically broke Ramona in that moment. <laughs> like, it was just like, that's, that's why she cries like that. I don't even think she's upset that she's not friends with Jill. I think she's just like, I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, the jet lag, the runs, you know they're filming around the clock. There's no, you know, midday naps for them. Um, Yeah, definitely seeing that in, like you said, in context, because I'm used to just seeing as the meme makes me feel a bit different about it.
1: Yeah, I just was like, wow, that's just pure exhaustion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't think it has anything to do with Jill. I think Jill's the last, like, bottom rung for uh, why she's, like, her list of other reasons of why she's upset, that is the lowest reason. Oh, for sure. Mhm.
1: I mean, also she was recently told that her husband's probably cheating on her.
0: God, um, we don't even know what she knows or doesn't know at this point about that. She she feels something. I think so. Again, her reaction was way too defensive. Yeah. Where if you like if someone said that about me, I'd like laugh in their face and be like, "Okay, buddy. But, like, she's way too defensive about it for it to not have some truth.
1: I think even if it wasn't true at that moment, I feel like that's something that she was feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That that person honed in on an insecurity. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Agree. But, yeah, great episode. I love Love this this trip. trip. (laughs) Love this trip, man. This trip is early. Early New York. I mean, every New York trip is probably their best stuff. Like, I think they have the most. When I think of like the craziest trips, a lot of seasons have like, like I feel like Beverly Hills. Okay, Amsterdam is the one we remember, but I don't remember much from. You know, I know they went to, to. dubai and japan they went to a lot of places but i don't remember as many things
1: mm-hmm.
0: i guess japan japan had a lot
1: for beverly, hills? for beverly
0: hills yeah japan had um erica yelling at eileen The you don't know what i deal with every night that was japan i thought that was amsterdam no that was japan oh no i remember amsterdam she like the hard you you beast yeah yeah <laughs> and then what was the other one in japan there was something else that happened in japan see i don't even remember but i
1: it's funny because there are all these amazing moments of morocco but i feel like i didn't remember this trip and i'm glad that we revisited it
0: agree agree i remember the memes but not the full context of everything on the trip so no it's been great i can't wait to keep watching it gives the memes more weight
1: now for me yes i feel like i'm going to use them in responses differently (laughs) <laughs> more empathy towards ramona
0: in that crime
1: scene which i mean i don't want to give ramona empathy but no.
0: she's good tv that's why she's the worst but she's good tv where cindy is just the worst and the worst
1: one quick thing that we should probably talk about before we wrap is the bethany starting the reality tv union
0: uh, the matter of articles that i keep just quickly seeing it's like bethany frankel says and i'm just like i don't care however (laughs) it's just she's got an opinion on everything yeah the concept of a union or something to protect people i'm in favor of Mm -hmm. for all workers just because you're on reality tv doesn't mean you should be exploited especially with streaming services and they're profiting so much off yeah. of, look at us, we're rewatching watching and they're not getting anything. And they should.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. And they have the money for it. Yes. Um, I just wonder, I think it will be so powerful if they can get Vanderpump to shut down. And I don't want that to happen. But the only way that reality TV will really, like, take a hit is if Vanderpump doesn't air this year. And why would that happen? Because I'm a little behind. Or maybe next year. Um, Well, if they strike, if they have the reality TV stars strike, What they need is
0: the producers and the people who work on reality TV to also be involved in the strike because they're not protected probably. I don't know if they're in the same unions and whatnot as, as other stuff.
1: I don't think so. most producers that I know are not in a union
0: yeah they should be I'm in a union everyone should be in a union I feel like if I said
1: that I could get fired (laughs) 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 no I don't I don't believe that I uh, yeah unions are I really when run properly
0: you know they're not then then they're great and you know like even I listened only to part one but I saw a quick recap of part two of the Nene Leaks interview oh yeah and you know her talking about. It, I think she only got paid ten thousand dollars for season one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, no one knew who they were. It was a new show. Cast of Jersey Shore got paid ten thousand dollars for season yep. one. However, uh, I'd love to know the streaming numbers that Roni's getting and Nene for nine, ten seasons is in is not getting any money from it. Yeah, that's not right.
1: When I do think, and I know there's a lot of back and forth of like which, like, which franchise built the franchises um i just they all feel collectively like did i don't did. think you can I pick think one it was such a moment but nene was the moment agree absolutely like she i don't the think time... anybody was quoted more than nene
0: agree and she also was one of the first to go and she was on glee she was on broadway like she mm-hmm. really broke out of the housewife world and people who don't even watch housewives probably know next to bethany the two of them probably are the two most well-known even outside of housewives like you might I, I probably needy more than bethany i would think yeah
1: yeah so i just i think it'll be very interesting if that happens i don't love the bethany's at the helm of it that's how i feel i because your netflix guys from love is blind they're very interesting and they're like starting a whole like they're not calling it a union. They're calling in a nonprofit to help um, reality stars get, like, the mental
0: health they need, the financial help they might need, like... Yeah, to me, the hard part with it is, like, you have reality stars people like Kyle Richards, who's been on Beverly Hills for 12 seasons, mm-hmm. and then you have someone who is in an episode, one episode. So yeah. where is your line? Because it's not, like it's not like actors who are hired to be on a show it's like someone who might have just been at a party but is in an episode you know where is your line for to me i guess it's anyone who has a contract to be on the reality show of some sort yeah you know because like we even just like if you think like not that the reality tv stars but like someone who films one episode of hgtv house hunters
1: yeah i mean i think you know where where's the line, some They'd have sort to of line that out. it's probably similar to like what you would
0: do with sag
1: like you yeah. have to be in a certain amount of hours in order to yeah. get your
0: card or a certain role. But like, yeah, I don't care if they're rich or poor on reality TV prior to doing it, or they got rich from doing it. it doesn't matter. It's like you see all the big name stars who were in SAG. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter if I don't like that these streaming services. You know they're getting all the monies, but I, again, especially because. Looking, I've been rewatching so many different things. So. They I get think.
1: It. The big thing will be if Vanderpump strikes, though, they're going to have to do something because I do think that that is something like by the time Vanderpump probably won't premiere until they're going to get that
0: on air as fast as they can.
1: But the earliest they will get it on in my
0: estimation
1: is January.
0: I think it would be January. January it used would to be the earliest. always air in
1: January. It's probably, I think it did start like end of January this year. It
0: used to, it used to always be at the same, it was always January, Monday nights, because it was on the same time as The Bachelor.
1: So I think if we don't have that, by that time, we're not going to have a lot of new entertainment. And I think it's going to hurt the industry more. Yeah. And I think that was, that is something that would make Universal pause i do i think yeah. that they've become
0: that powerful yeah we will we will find out i've been seeing lots of vanderpump spoilers but i don't really pay attention to them i, I also never i don't really remember them by the time the show airs anyway and that I goes agree, for all spoilers but i also
1: feel like i'm just like i just want to see them tell the story they got nominated for an emmy because they were really good storytellers like the production team has done a really good job i want to watch yeah. them put this together Although I will say, I do listen to Lala Kent's podcast because of all this, and I listen to Sheena's sometimes. I don't know who I am. <laughs> I can't believe you listen to Sheena's. Yo, Sheena actually has had some good interviews. I'm not going to lie. You know what?
0: I'm going to cop up. I listened to one Jackson Brittany episode.
1: Oh, I listened to a couple. They get when they repetitive interviewed Schwartz. and boring. Yeah. But They're... it was really
0: good. They did a really good job, and they I hated that they did a really good job.
1: They did a good job with Schwartz. Their day to day, nah sheena is has ocd and has like had somebody who was like a specialist on and it was actually like a very good like she had a psychologist on and it was a really interesting conversation
0: huh yeah i love shishu so she's a flip-flopper but still love her
1: and lala does it with her brother and her assistant and they kind of are funny they talk about like current events and i
0: yeah i've listened to lala before I, not like I, consistently, but but I've listened to I will to her. let Lala give herself to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was rocking my send it to Daryl sweatshirt, and I love that sweatshirt.
1: I really I'm want to made that purchase.
0: It looks so but cool. I got the pink one, and I'm not mad about it. It was good. Good Maybe time. Maybe it will go on sale. <laughs> Sorry, <I> Lala. Know. <laughs> it was, you know what? It was one of those things. I looked at it like ten times, and I finally was like, "I'm buying it." And you know what? It's a really nice sweatshirt. So I'll give her that. Well. It is well made. We are at my bedtime. Yes, we have to. We have to get
1: going. So, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.